So today we are going to keep going through Stephanie Miller's book, The Butterfly Blueprint. And uh, in this stage is the cocoon stage. And so it's, it's very interesting what she has to say here. Uh, and if you, you want to watch the interview uh, that we did with her uh, earlier today, uh, that can be found on Spotify as well as uh, any of the other podcast platforms. Uh, and you can also check out the video uh, on there or on YouTube or BitChute or Rumble. Uh, we're on all those. So we're now in the third stage of the life cycle. The formal name is the pupa or the chrysalis. This is when the caterpillar is in the cocoon for a de determined amount of time, enough time for the full transformation to occur. The caterpillar actually spins and creates the cocoon to go into by itself. On the outside, it looks like nothing is going on, but on the inside, the caterpillar is undergoing many rapid and radical changes. It will be reduced to a pile of goo and completely broken down on a cellular level before it will emerge as a butterfly. When we are in our own cocoons, we may have a period of darkness and loneliness, changing into what into who God has called us to be. Uh, and it's hard and grueling work. In our own lives, it can seem as though we are being broken down so God can build us back up. While inside the cocoon, we have to come to the conclusion that we are not enough and that God is the only one who can sustain us. The spiritual growth we desire to have has to come from a place of self-reflection and humility, along with the correct posture of the heart. We have to be able to be able and willing to take a hard look at ourselves in order to be able to grow and change. Often this change is painful, but it is well worth it when we break out of the cocoon, or rather when God takes us out of the cocoon. Inner work is hard work, tearing down strongholds, rejecting false beliefs, and everything that goes on inside our cocoon can be painful. But when we emerge in Christ, as beautiful butterflies, we find we are free to be ourselves and live out our God-given purposes. Many times, this involves taking our mess, our hard situations, and our struggles and using them for His glory. That starts with vulnerability and transparency. We walk around wearing the I'm fine face instead of speaking the truth to each other. The real you is always better than the fake you. As we start to look more at what it means to be authentic and transparent, I hope you can see the benefits of being authentic far outweigh the costs. We naturally care what others think and want to make a good impression. There is something to be said about putting yourself out there and not being accepted by your peers. The good news is that even though this is scary at first, it can start to feel less intimidating the more you do it. There are two main fears that may fuel our inability to be transparent with people around us. Fear of rejection, fear of judgment. These are the two areas. When we become more open and transparent, our walls come down as we start to let others in. However, we also start to be on guard more and become more hyper-focused on threats to our vulnerability. The fear of rejection and the fear of judgment are two barriers uh, to authenticity. 
that have the potential to freeze us, these barriers can keep us in bondage if we're not careful. Just like being aware and accepting of who we are, authenticity must be done intentionally and with safe people. Otherwise, it will not bear the right kind of fruit and can easily become manipulated and misunderstood. We need to be cautious inside our cocoon. While we are transforming into beautiful new creatures, we are indeed still fragile and in vulnerable states. While we go through, while going through these hard and painful times, sometimes we tend to say too much too soon, and in our effort to cultivate community, we project ourselves as nosy or even needy. In our struggles and messes, we do not need we do need to be authentic and transparent with one another. There is no doubt about that. However, there is a time and place for that. When looking for a potential friend, research suggests that we gravitate towards someone who is similar to us. Evolutionists claim that if we see someone we perceive as like us, there is a level of immediate comfort and security. We believe that since they are like us, we can trust them. Initially, this can be a very good thing until you start comparing your lives more closely and realize that they are, in fact, very different from you. While similarities can spark a friendship, it is truly the differences that make it special. Perhaps you've heard this quote from Pastor Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church, and it is so true. The reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. This is especially true in our age when Facebook and Instagram are platforms to post about your perfect life. We can't help but be depressed when we compare our lives to others around us. While we identify safe people to share our lives with and be authentic with in person, technology can serve as a safeguard to judgment or rejection. That means that opening up with others online feels easier. No matter whether you are being authentic online or in person, it is important to know when to share and when not to share. I so wish that everyone you decided to be authentic and transparent with would respond with equal levels of authenticity and acceptance. But that doesn't always happen. Sharing your story with safe people in a safe place doesn't always mean your authenticity will be reciprocated. If you share too much too soon, people will perceive it as neediness. And if you don't share enough, people might think you're rigid, unemotional, or closed off. Remember, at the core, we want to be uh, we want to be liked and accepted by others. So, if you are still living to please others, looking to them instead of God for approval, your oversharing may not yield the result you intended. Again, this can suggest you may still have a caterpillar-like mindset. The ways to cultivate authenticity: um, one way is to look for commonalities and expand on them. Another is to try to avoid close-ended questions that can be answered with a simple yes or no. If you really want to expand your friendship, you have to open up and ask questions that require an answer beyond yes or no. Follow the piece-by-piece -piece rule. Share things about yourself little by little instead of all at once. So when you're looking at that, you have to look at... Um, the uh, look at at what is okay to share and what's not okay to share um for if 
she's meaning if you just share the deepest darkest secrets you have immediately people are going to be completely turned away because you've you've just opened up without really getting to know the person uh, so let's turn our attention to why our authentic story is crucial for our spiritual growth why it matters in the cocoon and outside the cocoon so philippians 4 11 to 12 says i am not saying this because i am in need for i have learned to be content whatever the circumstances i know what it is to be in need and i know what it is to be have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in what any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want how many of us can say the same thing that we truly learned to be content in plenty and in want how can someone be just as content in either circumstance the idea that we can learn to be content as we are in the cocoon or enduring a season of difficulty may be impossible may seem impossible for some Contentment is less about being happy and more about being holy. The truth is that as a Christian, we are called to be holy. And one of the ways we do that is by learning to be content in our circumstances. That it is hard to do when the world wants to be constantly re reminding us of who we are not and what we do not have. There seems to be something bigger and better and all roads lead to the fact that some people are smarter, prettier, and more successful than we are. More than comparing physical looks or social status, we often compare our specific circumstances with one another, especially if we feel like we have all done everything the same. We don't have any control over our cocoon time. How long a particular period or season of pain and worry might last, we do not have control over how we respond to the process. Don't fight the cocoon. But we do, sorry, I, I, I totally messed that line up there. It says, but we do have control over how we respond to the process. Uh, don't fight the cocoon time in your life. Instead, allow God to use that time to restore you and redeem you. I don't know anyone who'd be particularly thankful or for tough, unforeseen circumstances such as cancer, divorce, death, debt, and so on. But I do know that it is possible to be thankful in those circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in, G in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. So that is saying... It takes pressure off feeling like you have to thank God for your intense struggles and helps you to think about how he himself will show um, his, his holiness and his glory through the things that, that we can be thankful for. So you don't need to be thankful when tragedy strikes, but even in the midst of your worst case scenario, you can still find something to be thankful for. Notice that it also says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That means that apart from God, it is impossible to be thankful in extreme circumstances. We are content inside the cocoon because God is with us. We may not like it, not understand it, and wish that this dark time would go away, but through it all, God is with us. Even in the hard times, he will give us peace that transcends all understanding. 
Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we all have a story, we all have a testimony. There are key components of sharing our stories that are crucial for spiritual growth. Before we dive into what we need to do to share our story, we need to first ask ourselves, why do I want to share my story? Asking this question right away sets the stage for us to determine the best approach to sharing our story with others. Let that sink in for a second. You have gone through or are experiencing a unique set of circumstances that can potentially help a person get through what you have already gone through, or at the very least, assure them that they are not alone. Butterflies don't fly without purpose. Sharing your stories with the right people can open up opportunities for growth and healing. Opening up to each other is very scary. The struggle is real when it comes to trying to be your authentic self without looking like a hot mess. Society teaches us that we need to be strong and put together and not share our struggles or worries with others. This philosophy is wrong. Strength isn't about putting on a happy face or pretending everything is okay. True strength is asking for help when we need when needed and not being afraid to share your weaknesses with others. This is what separates a butterfly imposter from a real deal transformed butterfly. If there was no benefit to authenticity in sharing our story, then it wouldn't be so hard. The enemy, Satan, would love nothing more than to keep us in darkness and our struggles and our story. Um, he, do, he often does this by creating shame and doubt in us. As a result of this shame and doubt, we start to isolate ourselves. We start to think we are weird or different and that no one could possibly understand our pain. So we shut ourselves off to the outside of the world deciding it is easier to be alone than misunderstood. The lies of the enemy hit us hard in that dark place. So we need to expose the things the enemy wants. Uh, um, the enemy wants us to keep hidden to the light of Christ. When we bring those situations and circumstances out of the darkness and expose them, first to God and then to others, we start to grow spiritually. When we expose our shortcoming to the healing power of Christ, our story isn't just our story anymore. It's our personal account of God's goodness. This is the power of living from the butterfly perspective. Shining our light can be as simple as a kind gesture to a stranger or telling our testimony, whatever it may be, in front of a crowd, knowing that it must be done uh, from an authentic and loving heart. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, 1 John 1, 5. Regardless of the outcome of our stories, it is nice to be able to walk alongside someone who understands and can help carry the burden. Carry each other's burden, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6, 2. This verse reminds us that we are made for the community and to help each other. Each of us has a burden to bear, and while some of us can overshare, others can lean the other way, not wanting to be a burden on others. While some of the hardships we face are things we can carry ourselves, 
there are other things that weigh us down and become too heavy for us to walk through um, by ourselves. It's true that some people aren't going to understand your sharing and may misinterpret it as being needy or trying to gain pity or sympathy. For the ones who don't understand you or think you are complaining, that's okay because your story is not for them. Once you can be transparent and share authentic, uh, authentically and vulnerably with others without fear of rejection or judgment, you are well on your way to being transformed into the image of Christ. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into, this, into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Finding a safe space with people who also share with you the hard times they are facing so you can ask for prayer and receive encouragement and advice is a good place to start. Safe people offer encouragement through their stories. Through our story, God redeems, God restores, and God reconciles. Sometimes it's not how we imagined or what we choose for ourselves. But God's way is always the best way. It's one thing to tell your story to, on the other side of it, but it's challenging to be completely vulnerable in here and in the here and now. Especially if your story is your if your story is your current season of life. It takes a special leap of faith to be willing to share your story in the middle of it, unable to see how it ends. Remember, the cocoon is temporary. And even though it may seem like it will go on forever, it won't. The end will come and you will emerge as a new creation in Christ. He wants you to use your story to help others and bring him to glory. Your struggle is your story. Your story is your past, your present, and your future. While we know what we've lived through and what we're going through, we don't know what lies ahead of us. Never forget that God is the author of your story and he isn't finished writing it. It can be tempting to share someone else's story, what that person is going through, instead of our own, because it is less scary and less vulnerable. It won't do you any favors to close yourself off, because while many other stories share similarities, they are still independent experiences. The butterfly transforms from a caterpillar, but the process looks different for everyone. In the same environment, it might take more or less time for the butterfly to emerge out of the cocoon, depending on water and light. This water and light can represent Christ and our response to the Holy Spirit inside us. Not only do we all have unique, independent stories um, from each other, but we also have specific details of our stories that God uses to speak to others. Well, it is admitting how tired and overwhelmed we feel as, uh, as people. Uh, the detail of writing a letter to someone or some other intricate element, it makes us who we are and has value in our lives. The value strikes a chord in another person's life. It's like hearing a sermon and being tuned out for most of it, except for a statement that the pastor makes that really stands out and sticks in your mind. Perhaps you don't recall the entire message, but you, ca you are captured by the statement that speaks to you. It's not just a take-home message, but rather a transforming message. We are transformed so we can help transform others. 
Make no mistake, though, it is God who does the heavy lifting through us, and we are privileged to be used by him in our obedience. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 19-20 Your story is your unique calling card to what God has placed on your life. The scars you bear, both emotionally and physically, tell a story. Never be ashamed of your past, since God uses your past to fulfill your purpose. This, There is purpose in your pain, and a message amid your mess. Your story could very well be the key that unlocks healing in another person, whether it be faith, hope, love, trust, truth, or peace. Biblically, we are called to be authentic with one another. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Sometimes we want to stay hidden in our cocoon, the dark places with no one around, and not because it is better for us, but because we feel safe and think it is easier. Sometimes in our cocoon, we get a false sense of security that we must work hard to overcome and are able to tell it like it is. The more you try to convince yourself and others that you're fine, the more you really are not. Of course, there is a fine line between letting every little thing smooth, um, affect you and pretending that nothing bothers you. As Christians, the Bible tells us that it won't be all smooth sailing for us. Instead, we will have trouble as believers. In this world, you will have trouble, John 16, 33. We see an example of this trouble in the book of Job. Notice how Job responds to what God has for him and also what he does when he receives the less than helpful advice from his wife and his friends. It seems as though we always try to pinpoint a reason for our suffering because we want out of it. But God is very clear that there are things of this world that we know nothing about. They are a mystery to us and will stay hidden from our knowledge and understanding. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of his law. We know suffering and trouble. We live in a broken and fallen world. The natural consequences of sin include pain, trouble, suffering, and difficulty. We don't have to worry about these things because Jesus conquered death and grace reminds us that he has overcome the world. That is why we can live out our faith as a butterfly, even though we are still stuck in the cocoon. You see, friends, having a butterfly perspective is all about having faith, trust, and confidence in who you are in Christ. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. It means that while we are here on earth, we will never be immune to the consequences of sin in our broken world. We will hurt and we will feel pain and we might be stressed on occasion. When we start to feel overwhelmed and feel we can't handle any more of what life wants to throw at us, that's when we need to share our story and our authentic self with others. 
here is another example from from our lives where God can use authenticity to bring healing to your heart. Being real and authentic takes intentionality and practice. It also looks different for everyone. Having that butterfly perspective is about having a renewed mind and faith. It is about living intentionally and with purpose. Confident in who God has created you to be. It is admitting your sin and mistakes and taking steps to grow in those areas of your life. If you've been authentic and transparent with someone, sharing your story and success, then you've most likely also talked about your struggles. Accountability with grace is the next step towards spiritual growth and complete metamorphosis.